after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We're here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit, like this. Man, just sitting on this Harley makes me feel rebel-y. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Vive. Hello, Andrew. You put together today's show, so I will let you explain it. Sure. Well, um, we were watching TV the other day, and um, an ad for a Mazda came on, and it was, it was a, it was a very like. Uh, Un- it was in many ways an unremarkable car commercial, but I was sitting there watching it, and it was like, outsiders wanted, do you think different from the pack, mm. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it always makes- I like the pack. The pack's got some great ideas. Let me tell you where- let me tell you where safety lies. The pack has- The heart in- of the pack. The pack has institutional knowledge. Yeah. You can't put a price tag on that. That's right. Um, you got it. There is some value to the pack, but-, but- what I've noticed, um, and what any any even halfway paying attention consumer of commercials and 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 basically any sort of mass produced goods will notice is that like there's a real there's a real trend or trope in, in advertising of trying to make it sound like if you buy this thing that 18 other million people have bought mm-hmm. you're an independent original thinker yeah it's just like I, you're a rebel for buying even, this thing i don't even know <laughs> any of these commercials that you've you know? chosen but they're it's already making me angry just that very concept that idea yeah. of just like you do things a little bit differently that's why we're trying to sell as much we're trying to sell billions of billions this thing of these. to billions of people just like I you. I mean, what it started, not started with, but who is the most iconic uh, sort of user of this is, you know, think different, yeah, right? Apple. Yeah. Um, and how many people have, how many how many different thinkers are out there with an iPhone in their pocket yeah, right oh, now? Yeah. All these original. They all thought differently. All these original thinkers. I'm always the butt of the joke because I don't have one. Literally today I was doing a podcast um, uh, as a guest along with Luke and they said, something like hey also you could record a backup on your iphone or something and luke's like you think this guy's got an iphone <laughs> he's a pc user and everybody laughed at me it's like i'm and so then I used said, to I'm it i'm a rebel i mean i there is i think I've I'm like, about- i like i don't think differently like all of you <laughs> like all of you exactly <laughs> i do i think i've talked about this on the show because uh, it's sort of it's so germane to this podcast but there's this comedian who i follow on instagram who talks about he's and I think I, I'm sure I've said this before he's a black comedian and he talks about how the last acceptable prejudice in the world is against Android users he's, he says I get oh. discriminated more for being an Android user than I do for being black <laughs> I don't know if you did tell me that he's very funny I, I wish I could think of his name I should have looked it up but anyway um, I, I get that like I think we're, it, we're they're closing the gap for Android users like us in terms of like how our text interact with iPhone users and stuff but also like screw you like I don't care it's my phone um anyway my my uh my petty bullshit aside <laughs> this idea that like r- that you're a rebel if you buy this pr- this mass produced product is such an overwhelmingly common idea in advertising that I thought let's look at a sh- let's do a show about ads that rely on this idea of like either we the company that make this thing are rebels for mm-hmm. making 
whatever or you the purchaser of this thing are a rebel for purchasing it yeah right yeah that that's the somehow the most galling it's yeah. like if you're a company it's like hey listen we're gonna do something different and we're gonna win all you guys over and we're gonna be popular but it's because we're doing something different than the rest of the industry you can sort of make an argument for that but this idea that like you're a rebel you need this razor well wait till we get to um all the all the kinds of products that people that these these makers say are they're rebellious for mm. making a lawnmower, for example. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we will also revive the old segment with love from me to YouTube. I actually was digitizing a bunch of old VHS tapes, so I have a bunch that I could play for you. Or it could be sort of a choose your own adventure situation. I could Ooh. just say which one of these. So the truth is. I have a bunch on the show sheet, but I don't even remember what they are anymore. I okay. grabbed them like last week and I loved them. I'm like, these will be great to talk about. <laughs> and I'm looking at my notes. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. But I thought they were interesting a week ago. So hopefully they're still interesting now. That happens to me a lot because I take notes for this show when I'm watching TV. I'll see an ad that I really want to talk about. So, But sometimes I'll like miss what the product was because I'm just like seeing the tail end of it. So I'll write down whatever it was that I saw. Sometimes it'll say something like, allowance kid question mark <laughs> right, and then yeah. i'm like and i'm like i'll write i'll write down allowance kid question mark and that will definitely remind me what to look for later and sometimes it does and sometimes it really you gotta doesn't. be clever with your notes because yeah. you could just it's like waking up and reading your dream journal yeah, it's and a it's lot like, like that what lion head what does a lion head have to do with anything <laughs> um all right uh we'll do all of that first though let's get into some rebel talk All right, Veeves, where would you like to begin our rebellious journey? Well, let's start where it all began. Not really, but let's start with the Mazda ad that I mentioned. Okay. Um, I would say this isn't even... This is this is just one of the... It sort of has the flavor of rebellion. <laughs> They're going with like um, this... That's I, what I put on my dating profile. <laughs> just, the, just like... I like I have the flavor of rebellion the way like uh, a LaCroix has like the flavor of raspberry. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just wave the rebellion over the glass. Yeah. That's about it for you me. You get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the... Their slogan here, their tagline is looking for outsiders. And they mean it in kind of a, it's like a, you know, play on words because they're look, they're, their whole thing is about how this Mazda can go off road and it's great for camping and it's got lots of light. And, you know, it's, it, they, there's a shot from inside the car where it looks like, you know, the whole car every, is windows basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like going for this idea that you're someone who likes to camp and hike and go on outdoor adventures. But they're also... I mean, you must love the earth if you drive that much. Exactly. <laughs> That's the other thing that I, I always think uh, or that I noticed from this ad is it says, like, we shouldn't be out here. And then they show the, like a car driving through like kind of a pristine wilderness. And I think like, yeah, you're right. you should not be you shouldn't out, be out yeah. here. That's exactly correct. But they mean it as like good for us. Take only good for you. Take only photos. Leave only tire tracks. <laughs> exactly. That's a classic. <laughs> said Teddy Roosevelt who said that. Yeah. <laughs> Audubon. Yep. I can't remember which one. Uh, um, Actually, Audubon's got his own shit, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. You oh, know, yikes. they, rena- they yeah. renamed the, um, a lot of Audubon societies, including our local one. Yeah, that's right. To Birds Connect because he was such a racist POS. Don't love the name Birds Connect. I know. I can't remember it. Bird Club. 
Wouldn't like wouldn't Bird Club Bird just Cl- be better than Bird, Bird Club? Bird actually Connect? is more fun. Yeah, Bird Club is more fun and also more memorable. I mean, I know the meeting they were in. They're like, we connect with the community. We make connections with each other. We, you know, want to be inclusive. Th- those are all good yeah. things. We but- tie birds together. Wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> we sometimes we tie birds to rabbits see if they can fly. <laughs> Anyway, that's my bird club. Um, it's kind of bird and rabbit club. All right. So, uh, should uh, any anything else to set up on this before we actually? It's listen just to a it? bunch of shots of this whatever this Mazda uh, SUV is like, driving all over creation. Good. We're not supposed to be out here. Built for the outdoors, with standard all-wheel drive. Specially tuned off-road drive mode and purposeful design that brings the outdoors in. We're not supposed to be out here, which is exactly why we are. The off-road ready Mazda CX-50. We're looking for outsiders. <laughs> After setting it up like that, that is so galling. We're, we're not supposed to be out here. As the, a close-up of a tire rolls over a robin's egg. I know, right? I wish it showed it actually driving past the sign that said, like, please stay yeah. on the trail. <laughs> right, exactly. This is Delicate a, wildlife. This is, a, this is a protected wetland. What do they say whenever whenever I go to the park? It'll say, like, at one of our Seattle parks, it'll say, like, um, wildlife um, grows by the inch but dies by the foot. Oh, I've never of, seen that. Because of no, that's clever. Yeah, that's very clever. You gotta watch your your step. You do. Those are delicate ecosystems. Absolutely. Unless you're driving your Mazda, whatever that was. You know, we're not supposed to be out here. He passes a sign that says "Carnival Personnel Only." <laughs> <laughs> He's not Carnival Personnel. But I mean, I say it was a very like unremarkable or or generic car commercial because in a sense they're all like that like there's a there's a ram truck that's literally called the ram rebel yeah and even if it doesn't use the words rebellion or whatever there's this pervasive sense particularly among a lot of car uh, american well mass is not an american car maker i suppose but a lot of cars sold in america that you're buying this car because you are like an, an you're an independent thinker and, you know, you you stand out from the pack and this idea. And it's like, it's just so laughable. You know, we've never talked about this, but and maybe it's just so glaringly obvious. But, you know, when we're when we're younger, I feel like I don't know if this is still true, but it feels like, you know, when my generation was younger, we we defined ourselves by what music we liked, sort of. Right. Like if you like a certain kind of music, then you dress a certain kind of way, you hang sure. with a certain kind of people. I mean, it wasn't exclusive. Um, I mean, I it's, a, it's core to the human condition, right? Like finding your tribe. Yeah. And music is a way of doing that. And I sort of feel that like um, maybe you get to a certain age and a certain wealth class and then like your car sort of is the 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 extension of your personality in a way and you know you're a subaru person in new, in, in seattle that's sure. going to say something or new hampshire that's yeah. going to say something about you versus if you're the the person who drives a hummer and cuts people off <laughs> yeah right it's like it's hard to picture people with a certain kind of politics and a certain kind of worldview driving like i like what would we even do with the Hummer if one was handed to us tomorrow and we oh, were told we would sell it? Yeah, but let's and we'd buy a more practical car. Of course we would, because we could. But I wh- would not be seen. Well, in that's one, what and I'm I would saying. not like, let what, one be seen in my driveway. What if your option was this is your car? It's yours free to use as a car, but you can't sell it, and you can't 
and you give can't it replace it. You can't give it away. And you, I mean, all you can do is not use it. You can use it or not use it, but or this, not take it because I don't want it parked outside my house. That'd be, that'd you don't be even, a, yeah. So like, you don't even want it parked outside your house. No, hell no. You want to be the house with the Hummer parked outside of it? Yeah, and yet at the end of the day, it's just a free car. Well, really, like it's four wheels and an engine. Yeah, but I would, but it, it that is way less fuel efficient than even what we drive in our tiny little hatchback. There is a, I, I believe that there, it's not just image. It is also practical. Like I wouldn't want to park that thing in a city. I live in a city. I wouldn't want to park that thing. I wouldn't um, want to fill that thing up with gas. I don't think that they're especially, like I say, efficient. I don't think that there's a, I, I think there's an ethical argument against yeah. them. Would you drive a Tesla? Yeah, I drive a Tesla. I don't love Teslas. I don't crave one, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. have this knee jerk of a reaction yeah. to it. They're at least a good looking car that are electric. Yeah, I mean Elon Musk is a nightmare human. Yeah, but, the, but you like can't. You don't necessarily take it out on the individual car. Right. Exactly. And I mean, a move to EV would be good. You know, kind of globally speaking. Anyway, so um, there's that. Uh, that's our essay on being a rebel and <laughs> uh, having cars be an extension of your personality. Um, all right, let's look at uh, a new uh, commercial for something called Rock and Roll Denim. That doesn't sound very rebellious to me. <laughs> for one thing, this makes me laugh because it's a commercial for a brand of denim, jeans, of course, and uh, I suppose other denim products. Um, and it's called Rock and Roll Denim, but it really should be called Country Music Denim because mm. this is all country people and country music people. That's very strange. Is it just this commercial or are there other commercials where it's more rock and roll people? I'm looking at the still shot here. Yeah, they're all like hanging outside. They're sitting on literal hay bales with with cowboy hats They're on. sitting on hay bales. One has an acoustic guitar. They're all wearing cowboy hats and a pickup truck is in the background. Yeah, it's like they just- What is rock and roll about that? They fully do not know what rock and roll is. Oh my gosh. That's really interesting. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. Yeah, you are. seem distracted. <laughs> I'm thinking about butts. Well, I'm not do lying. It. I, I'm I'm distracted because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about butts. Um, you said when you I've not seen this commercial, but you said this is for rock and roll denim, and then I was gonna make a joke about it maybe being a John Bon Jovi thing because I thought, oh, John Bon Jovi, he's the guy who has a record that is a close up of presumably his butt wearing jeans. Isn't that Bruce Springsteen? But that's not right. That's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, with the bandana hanging out of the pocket, I think. But then the Rolling do the Rolling Stones have an album cover that is just a close-up of somebody's posterior, or is that uh, wearing black leather pants, or is that a, a front-facing shot? I'm trying to figure out how many album, how many iconic album covers are a close-up of a butt, and is it just the <laughs> one, and I'm transposing it on others? I don't really know about all of the bathing suit area photos mm. of um, of album covers. Okay, I'm gonna that's not my area of expertise. Okay, I'm gonna do some research Please. later, and yeah. I'll present it in a, an appropriate forum. <laughs> Great, I'm sure there's a an important conference that would love <laughs> yeah. to hear your findings. It's called Reddit. Okay, so do you want me to hit play on this? Or so we have a bunch of um, I was gonna say a bunch of white people, but that does not seem to be entirely true. I don't think I, I can't tell. Um, but it looks like they're white adjacent. Um, they're definitely countrified. They're sitting on hay bales. Is this person gonna play the guitar? I think it's just a bunch of yeah. It's these like countrified uh, young beautiful people just uh, having a good old time as rock and rollers are wont to do. <laughs> this one is for the rebellious. 
Oh, wait, hold on. This is really funny. They have rock and roll music in the background, and they show a guy strumming an acoustic guitar. It's fantastic. While we hear this music. It's fucking fantastic. It is rebellious to match up that sound with this image. <laughs> I'll give them that. This one is for the rebellious, for the ones that always stand out in the crowd, for all the risk takers, rule breakers, and music makers, for the ones who live life to the fullest. They're showing this guy strumming his this acoustic guitar to this music. This take a walk on the wild side. Rock and roll denim. Live boldly. Oh, my God. They're sitting around okay. the campfire. One guy's like twirling a lady around while they listen to an acoustic guitar. But that sound you hear is not, it's not diegetic. And nothing that you see is rock and roll. Rock it's a bunch roll. of country fans hanging out outside around a campfire and a, a beach fire. Also, though, I, I got to say, I'm glad Hank Hill is still getting work. Rock and roll denim. <laughs> Live boldly. Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> I said I want the rock and roll denim. It does sound like him. I don't do the best Hank Hill. I will admit that. Um, do I look like I know what a JPEG is? <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm, 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 I'm homing in on it. Um, that is, I mean, the rebel shit aside, that is just astounding. Will somebody please? That is amazing. Yeah, that is called, co- that should be called cognitive dissonance denim. Will so- <laughs> Will somebody please write to Rock and Roll Denim and send them some rock and roll music? Well, I guess they have the rock and roll they're, music they're, they're in the cool background. The, they're, they've all, they're all full up on rock and roll music. What they either oh need is God. some country music or some rock and roll people. They're going to go to a concert by the Chicks, and they're going to be so <laughs> disappointed by what they hear. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, what's up next? All right. Oh, you weren't joking about lawnmowers. No, huh? I am not. Welcome to Bad Boy Mowers, the, um, <laughs> bad, boy the bad boys mo- of lawnmowers. <laughs> and I will say, in defense of bad boy mowers, mm-hmm. these are some tricked out lawnmowers. Really? They are like, they are, they, they are like, or sitting riding mower. The wheels turn in the back so you can make those sharp turns. Oh, yeah. But it's like, I mean, this is the kind of lawn mower that you get if you have acres and acres. And it's uh-huh. like, it's almost like driving a race car the way they have the, these like um, two, like, what would you call these? Like handles that sort of like, that you operate independently on either side oh, of you. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, um, I think I've seen those before. I think that's how a lot of the... I could be wrong, but I think that's maybe how a lot of the rear turn mowers probably, work. Probably, yeah. Almost like you almost have a ski, a ski pole on each side of exactly, you. Exactly, sort of, yeah. yeah. And so, I and I, I again, I'm, I'm not knocking their uh, craftsmanship. I'm sure it's great. Mm-hmm. But they're just like... They're so leaning into... And they have dozens of ads, but they uh, this one was called Renegades and Rebels, so it was right on the money. Um, and they're just like so into like how rebellious they are mm-hmm. as a lawnmower company. Bad boy mowers are built for the renegades, for the rebels, and the rogues. Our mowers aren't for everyone. Neither are bad boy tractors. These heavy-duty mid-size and subcompact bad boys are built for the bold. Taking on the toughest jobs and carrying the load with a versatile line of implements that work as hard as you do. Bad Boy Mowers and Tractors. Power. Performance. Attitude. Pretty solid female representation in a Bad Boy Mower commercial. I'll yeah, there are women, a lot of women on these machines. They're uh, moving fast. They're moving. They do oh, seem to move very fast. fast. It does kind of make you want to like have a big oh, hell yeah. like, stretch to mow, sure, right? It looks yeah. pretty fun. I've never used... Well, this is sad. I've never even used... <laughs> 
I've never mowed a lawn in my life. That's not true. Didn't you ever use the push mower in New Hampshire? I remember one time you were going to, and I said, no, you no, that's my job. came running out of the house and wouldn't let me. I wasn't allowed to as a kid. And by the way, that wasn't like a, um, I don't think that women should mow the lawn. I just- No, you're very I persnickety. Was about my, yeah, and I was just kind of like- I kind of enjoyed mowing the lawn. Right. I would complain about it, but also sort of enjoy it at the same time. And it was, I had just a whole process around it. So yeah. I remember one day we did joke one time I heard you start the lawnmower. I was like, I'm coming out to do that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't think I've ever you've mowed never a used lawn. The, the push mower. I don't think so. Oh. And we have not a lot of lawn here, so I've never used our our current lawn mower. Oh my god. I mean, one of the one of the reasons I didn't want to buy a house for m- most of my life was because I grew up doing nothing but mowing the lawn. We grew up in the country at right. way too much. You could have used a, a bad yard. boy mower. Yeah, well, we did have a my dad had a big uh co- I always have trouble saying this now. I said it all the time growing up. Kaboto, right? Kaboda. Yeah. Kaboda. Kaboda? I think it's Kaboda. I'm in my head about this, Veeves. K-O-B-O-T-A, right? T-A, right. It was a beautiful orange tractor. And it didn't have a built-on mower. It was like an actual tractor. Then you would buy the attachments for the back. And so there was this... um, So my dad had like a lawnmower thing that would drop down behind it. And and when I got older, I was able to to use that thing. But uh, yeah... It, you know, there is a pleasure in doing it. It's not the worst work in the world. Especially Some if it's of a it's riding really mower. Hard. A riding mower, yeah. The thing is, I remember, um, you know, I was old enough to help heavily with the lawn, but not old enough to drive my dad's tractor for a while. So that meant that, like, we were, you know, we we're both doing the lawn, but I got the push mower, which didn't even, I don't even know if the first one I had even had any kind of power assist to it. And I'd be in the front yard and we had this dig, this big ditch right along the, the front of the yard. And I'm like, put, plunging this thing down <laughs> in the water, pulling it back up, oh, pushing it that's down. Miserable. And then my dad's like driving the orange Kubota around, just like yeah. n- giving me the, giving me a, a salute. Like, don't you love this? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Anyway, what was I talking about? Well, so that's bad boy mowers, mm-hmm. uh, the lawnmower and tractor and various equipment for the rebels, the renegades, yeah. the rogues. Very different than the rogues. Very bad. <laughs> I don't know if rogues are doing a lot of lawn maintenance. Is that what did they say? Did they call rogues, out the rogues? Rogues, yeah. Oh, rogue warriors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good show title. <laughs> um, I can't remember what I was going to say. Let's just move on. All right. Well, similarly, um, you will be unsurprised to hear that Rebel Bourbon also considers itself to be for uh, the rule breakers. Yeah. This commercial makes me mad. Why does it? It's like it, they should have like Rebel Sleepy Time Tea. I know, right? <laughs> it's, like, the, it's so cliche. And then you take it in the middle of the day when you're at work because yeah. you're like, because you don't care about rules. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, you're just sort of like, you like fall asleep in a meeting (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) You got murder she wrote on your phone. You got murder she wrote on your phone, and you come into the meeting in your pajamas with your mug of sleepy time tea, and you're just like double middles to the whole room. That's right. It's rebel sleepy time tea. And you just curl up in your chair. Oh my God. That would be amazing. I won't lie to you. And I won't call out any names, but I have worked with a couple of people in public radio who kind of did give off that vibe. Yeah, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> I'm knitting and I'm drinking my sleepy time tea and knitting. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so this is Rebel Bourbon. Yes, and you'll hear the music that is you're going to hear a lot in today's show, which is like... Girder. Yeah, this like, just like, it's a particular kind of guitar yeah. lick that just says... 
we it just, just we says country music. We just says country music. <laughs> just says country music awards. No, it just says like this is our this is the only it's like the it's sort of a lazy shorthand for rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um this ad is about a guy the story of this ad is a man is walking to some establishment i don't know and it says no pets which is a perfectly reasonable look i love pets yeah if you want to allow pets in your uh establishment of any kind like more power to you i love being around that's a plus for me that's a plus yeah i'm not against it but if you are an owner of establishment be it a restaurant a bar a you know jewelry store whatever and you spa and you don't want to have laundromat what are some other businesses yeah there are lots of reasons why someone might not want to have pets in their business, starting with they might themselves be allergic or they might be, yep. you know, considerate of other people with allergies or maybe they just there don't. Are some, there are some regulations around this There are this regulations. Stuff. Maybe you just don't want pets in a, in a space where, mm-hmm. like, cleanliness and order is important to exactly. you. It is totally up to you. So anyway, this dude walks up with his dog, sees that no pets are allowed, and then he just, like, has his dog pee on a little piece of statuary or like a uh, like a planter that's standing outside of this uh, this uh, business's door. It just has they just like he's like dog just pee on this thing. Now I know dogs pee places and you can't like pick up pee. It's not like poop. He doesn't leave a poop there. That would be I think punishable <laughs> by death. Leave a poop there. But like it's just fucking rude. It's just gross. You can't leave a poop there, sir. Well, you shouldn't leave a pee there no, you either. Sh- you shouldn't. Here, let's take a listen. Oh my God! Some rules were meant to be broken. That's why we broke them and made a defiantly smooth weeded bourbon. Be more there was a rule against making a smooth bourbon. bourbon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's smooth too. It's like you know, it'd be like it would be like Rebel Bourbon. It's like drinking nails. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> this is gonna rip your shit up. Yeah, right. That would be rebellious. <laughs> yeah. It's very drinkable. <laughs> it's so tasty. Like a true rebel. It's kind of sugary. Yeah. Oh. I speaking of, I had some of that brown sugar bourbon the other day. Why? Um, it was all that we had. Uh, no, it was. I, well, you I, also you haven't had a you you've been. Um, I guess the other dry day, January. The other day is a long is not accurate. It was back in, during the holiday times. I thought maybe you're in the middle of dry January and you just you had the shake so bad that you had to <laughs> just grab whatever you could grab. And you grab some. No, I'm actually <laughs> chocolate really, bourbon. I'm really enjoying dry January. Um, I'm not. I don't miss alcohol. I will say I am drinking an NA beer right now, which I've been drinking a lot of. But it's it's absolutely scratching the itch which is i just like to have like the taste of a cold beer at the end of the day i don't need the alcohol like this is totally fine i'm not joking you know they carded me for buying that today at the grocery store why would they card i guess there is a, I a guess fractional you can't, amount may, of alcohol and maybe you uh, there must be a law that you can't buy na beer even if you're under or you even can't buy na beer if you're under 21 yeah i can understand that like if you're a kid who's like maybe wanting to you don't want kids experiencing the taste of beer. I also, don't know. it's probably just easier, especially with all the self checkout. Right. You see some kids, um, you know, checking out with a six pack of beer. Maybe you want eyes on that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but it, oh, you didn't have the chocolate flavored bourbon. You had the brown sugar bourbon. Oh yeah. yeah. So anyway, back during the holidays, I was drinking some eggnog, and we were out of regular bourbon. Yeah. 
but I had a little nip of brown sugar bourbon, yeah. which I put in the eggnog, and it was so gross. Even in the eggnog, because I was thinking, like, oh. maybe if you use that almost like a liqueur that you put into something. No, but no, it was so sugary and sweet. It was awful. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I've had that one. That's a local distillery, I yeah. think. They were going hard on that several years ago, several baseball seasons ago. I heard so many, oh yeah, so many commercials for the brown sugar bourbon. Um, but one time, and I, I don't think he would hear this, but we have a very well meaning and generous friend um, or we did before he heard this but like and you know I think he fancies himself sort of like a, a, a bourbon drinker somebody who likes the finer things in life but like brings over like I would almost say exotic bourbons, but he's like brought over chocolate like flavored, flavored bourbon. Bourbons, and yeah. like I, I go through bourbon like the government go through batteries, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that thing just sat forever until I think we finally just moved and we left it with the house. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was so sweet. We I was abandoned like, it. Couldn't you have just brought like- We orphaned that chocolate and it bourbon. it probably wasn't that, it probably wasn't that cheap. Like it would have been nice to just like put that money towards a drinkable bourbon, yeah. like rebel bourbon. <laughs> also don't, if you're selling a beverage, don't imply urination. I agree. I don't want to be thinking about dog pee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. If you like that guitar lick, you're going to love this commercial for Big River Steel. I have a question for you, and I need yeah. you to be honest with me about this. And I should have asked you this before the show. Sure. Okay. I need... This is like a real trust thing here. Okay. You look me in the eye. You look me in the eye? Yeah. Look me in the eye. Okay. Am I going to get through today's show without hearing bad to the bone? I think you are. Yeah. I don't think you're going to hear it. I need a verbal yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty. I can't think of a. Is that my least favorite song in the world? I mean, you do hate it. I I mean, look, it, all of these are like spiritually. Yes. Sort of bad to the bone. Spiritually bad to the bone. But I don't think they're literally that song. Okay, good. Um, but it, this is, so this is for a steel company called Big River Steel. I don't know who they're advertising to as consumers. I don't have a lot of needs for raw steel, but I guess if I owned Boeing or something, um, I would be paying attention to this. So you don't own Boeing? I don't own Boeing. Okay, that's interesting. Which is probably at this point in this particular <laughs> point in history, more of a plus for me. Yeah. You know, I wonder about these things too, and I haven't seen this particular steel commercial, but like often like during football games and weirdly some high profile football games too, you'll see like these like real specific business to business right. things but you're like well somebody runs I guess those some businesses my of dad industry. bought steel sure you know yeah. like for his company and he's and a captain of industry he was he, he was a deputy of industry um <laughs> he so. was a master sergeant of industry <laughs> right exactly um so i mean i guess that's it i mean i'm assuming maybe maybe this is like kind of local to a maybe a, like a rust belty area i'm not sure I can't Big remember uh, where Big River is, uh, or what the Big what Big River they're referring to. Oh, here. you're right. That probably would not be Midwest if it's Big River. But I'll take a look here. But so I, what happens I, in this commercial? But I do really enjoy this ad, just because there's just like voiceover about how I guess you're a rebel if you they're rebels for making steel, or we're rebels for buying steel. They're not but, even. But I do enjoy the scenes in the steel mill, which are oh. just like in it, like anything. I enjoy seeing like interesting industries where they make stuff uh is does it have we work hard we play hard <laughs> it's got it's got that sort energy, of energy. Yeah, really big does. river steel isn't even big river steel anymore they were so rebellious they got bought up by u.s steel oh and then didn't u.s steel just get bought up by um 
uh, some Asian steel company. Oh, I'm not sure. There's I'm like not sure. It's like one steel company now in the, I, in the whole world. Uh, let's see. On the Oh, on the banks of the Mississippi. That is that a, is big, a big, big river. river. Yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest. It's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, it's, yeah, one, of the, yeah. it's one of our bigger what rivers. Said, on the banks of the Nile. <laughs> uh, it says, on the banks of the Mississippi in Arkansas, USA, Big River Steel operates North America's newest and greenest steel-making plant. And also steel-making, one word. Cool. But not anymore, I guess. Now they just well, I guess are maybe a subsidiary of U.S. Steel. Yeah, exactly. Which is a Owned by Globochem. <laughs> of Globochem. Do I have your attention? Good. Should I hit play on this? Sure. At Big River Steel, we're known as rebels. We never say that's the way we've always done it. We dare to make new rules. Supplying the auto industry with steels that other mills like us can't. Protecting the environment as the world's only lead certified steel production facility. Using machine learning to reimagine what it takes to make steel. Because at our core, we're a technology company. We just happen to make steel. It's cool to see those big rolls of yeah, steel. They look like they're like huge. Uh, I don't even know what to describe them. Like uh, like just a roll of steel, but like the size of a car. Yeah, they almost look like giant magnets, sort yeah. of. You know, um, I mentioned that my, my father worked in the industry where he would be a steel buyer. Um, and we, for a while, his offices and his plant was on the kind of um, property of a bigger company called Lake Erie Screw, which didn't sound <laughs> funny growing up. But now when I tell people about Lake Erie Screw, now they always sort of chuckle like that. <laughs> Um, and anyway, for a while, I lived in a, a house with my dad in Lakewood, Ohio, where I could sit on the roof of our little detached garage and look over the fence at Lake Erie Screw, which was directly over the fence. And um, it was just like all night and day. I'm pretty sure it's a 24 hour operation. I could just watch little like uh, forklifts come and pick up these coils of steel and just move them around and take them in. And they're going to make screws, Genevieve. It was wow. exciting. I loved it. I really loved it. Yeah. No, it's cool. Like I said, like this ad has some visual appeal to me because what's more fun than watching a, it's like watching a bunch of Tonka toys. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. This is a this is a good commercial. And also, I'll be honest with you. You know, I was reading from their website about um I, they didn't say lead certified in the website. Whatever quote was something about a, a you know, operating kind of a green operation here, and it sort of sounds like if they really are or were the only lead um, certified steel operation like that is an accomplishment and I also think it's I mean these commercials maybe you've lowered the bar for me because this idea of like you know rebellious consumption is so stupid um, but like their little tagline at the end here of just kind of like we're a technology company we just sell steel that's kind of an intriguing selling point too like this is not the laziest commercial no I like for it for a kind of locally made steel company commercial. no i agree i don't think it's a terrible commercial i think that the you know it, like some of the signifiers like the music oh, and the stuff music and, and the, the voiceover oh, is yeah. just like very paint by numbers yeah certainly um all right let's change gears here um and talk about rinvoke which is a um a drug company or a drug uh that you might have heard uh advertised lately it's a it's mm. a drug that treats uh, as um and it is uh, they're trying to they're trying to go with this idea that if you take Rinvoke, you're rebelling against AS. All right, you want some, any any visuals we need to set up here? Um, I forget. 
<laughs> you have the power to rebel against active ankylosing spondylitis with Rinvo. Want to own the day as if AS doesn't stop you? Need to take a stand as if AS doesn't keep you down? Fight back with Rinvo. If you still have AS symptoms after a TNF blocker like Humira or Enbrel, Rinvoke is different and may help. Rinvoke, a once-daily pill, can significantly relieve back pain and stiffness and improve functional mobility, making everyday activities easier. Okay, this is where I need to pause it because now we're finally... We're 30 seconds into the one-minute commercial, and now I'm starting to get a better understanding of maybe what AS is. But I got to be honest with you. When you mentioned AS before, I just nodded like I knew what you were talking about. I, I could I'd... also not remember what AS stood for. I knew it was like joint pain. I thought but it was... it's like joint pain because they're mentioning like kind I... of body aches yeah, here I and, think and it's back like pain. A jo- it's like related to arthritis. I see. Probably inflammation yeah. and stuff that just makes mobility tough. Yeah, okay. I think so. That's Rinvoke Relief. Rinvoke can lower your ability to fight infections, including TB, serious infections and blood clots, some fatal, cancers, including lymphoma and skin cancer, death, heart attacks, stroke, and tears in the stomach or intestines occurred. People 50 and older with at least one heart disease risk factor have higher risks. Don't take if allergic to Rinvoke, as serious reactions can occur. Tell your doctor if you are or may become pregnant. Rebel against AS. Ask your rheumatologist for Rinvoke. Learn how AbbVie can help you save. So I'll be honest with you, I was halfway through that commercial and I was like, wait, why is this in the Rebel show again? Because they just say rebel <laughs> against it. But beyond that, they don't, they're not really leaning into the rebellion. They're just, I don't know, it sort of seems like that's just the tagline. Here, yeah, they the don't campaign. really do anything with it except that they're like, if you take this, you're being you're rebelling against your diagnosis. Rebel against AS, yeah, stand up to your disease, essentially. Yeah. Eh. Not great. Eh. Yeah. Are you saying it's not great and I was bad to pick it? I don't think I don't think people are you saying are, I'm bad and I should feel bad. I don't think people are inherently bad, <laughs> but I do think people should feel inherently bad. <laughs> and yes, I want you to think about what you've done to right, me well, and the listeners. If you didn't think that one was great, you're really going to love this next one for Beanie Babies. The fact, okay, the fact <laughs> that you got Beanie Babies into a Rebel commercial or a, a show about Rebel commercials. <laughs> You have my attention yeah. at the very least. <laughs> All right, this one was so hilarious, um, just because it was—it's was not, it's not a great fit for this show, but it just made me laugh. Um, it's. Uh, what we're seeing so beanie babies first of all newsflash are still being made and manufactured or at least they were as recently as when this ad was made which is probably a couple years ago um and what we're looking at is like a play set and so we're sort of at like kind of like doll's eye view of a play set like oh yeah like a dollhouse like a dollhouse Ooh, yeah i like this and all we... miniature it's got some tiny little scale size like um ikea furniture in here yeah and so we hear a little girl's voice and we see her hand and she is like puppeting this uh beanie baby that looks like i think it's a sloth oh this you're setting up this to be my favorite commercial of the day so far <laughs> actually i forgot who my i guess i forgot who my audience i was love here. scale stuff you i love, love when they show toys but they show the kids hands playing True. with the toys we've established that on the that's show a, that's stuffy related i do kind of like stuffed animals and a sloth is a very cute creature it is cute and apparently the name of this sloth beanie baby is The Rebel. Oh, I love this. Ty Gimme Beanie Studios presents The Rebel. I'm a rebel, but I'm so cute. Give me a chance. Okay, 
okay, okay. We don't even see the little girl singing this, but it's, I like the way that it's not like super well mic'd no. or anything. And we don't even see, we only see the girl's hand as she's just like kind of taking this toy. Like there's something so charming about just yeah. like seeing a kid's hand flopping a toy around. Like this is the extent of it. Like, yeah. It, and it's just this little baby, little sloth beanie baby holding a microphone or holding a hairbrush like a microphone. Yeah. It, it doesn't have like, you know, action pack punch power or right. springs or it's whistles or it's just a, a little girl flopping this little thing around making it sing <laughs> while she's off camera singing Ty Gimme Beanie Studios presents The Rebel I'm Rebel but I'm so cute give me a chance to be a beanie boo go to Ty.com it'll give you the gimmies It'll give you the gimmies. Give you the gimmies. I kind of like that. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Gimme was like such a um an epithet in our house. Girl. Yeah, you, my, weren't my mom to, would be, you weren't really allowed to say gimme. You kids, you're all gimme, gimme, gimme. And it yeah. was sort of spat out at us. So I guess I have some baggage there. So maybe I guess, maybe, I, maybe so maybe I, guess I give cookie jars about a B. Yeah. <laughs> maybe unpack that <laughs> off mic. <laughs> That and liar. My, both of my parents had a way of saying liar that it was like it was like spitting venom. You're yeah. a liar. Well, I've heard you say that before, and your relationship to truth telling is, I hesitate to say pathological, but let's just say intense. What do you mean? I, I, that makes it that. Hold on, we need to talk about this because that <laughs> makes it sound like I go around being absurdly rude to people because my honesty is so blunt. I don't think that's the no, case. No, that's not what I meant at all. I meant that like you you're the th- like you have I would say like an outsized reaction when someone is untruthful with you. Oh, that is true. And I don't have an outsized reaction. I have the properly you have sized an reaction. An appropriately exactly. intense reaction is Absolutely, what you're saying. Absolutely, yes. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you know, look, there, we all have things that set us off, right? That like a certain, certain kinds of rudeness or whatever that, or, or some, and you know, some, some offense perpetrated against us that like to someone else, it might be a minor annoyance and to us, it might be like really kind of like Mm -hmm. day ending or whatever. But I would say for you being lied to, even in a fairly innocuous context is very bad. You slept with my best friend and lied about it, Genevieve. <laughs> you don't have a best friend. <laughs> now who's lying? All right. What do you have next? All right. So Progressive. Can you believe that Progressive had a series of ads that were totally uh, unbe- unknown to us? Um, and they're called these true. They're about this guy. It's this character who's like a middle-aged guy who clearly has had a bit of a failure to launch. And he's... I mean, he's probably a little bit more than middle aged. She's like getting up there. He's he's pretty bald. He's like getting old, but he's dressed like a like a rebellious teenager from the eighties with his uh, denim vest and his bandana around his bald head. And he's had a failure to launch. He's now living with his parents, who he insists on treating like his roommates. This is like the this is the theme of this whole campaign that we didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. He's called. They call him a. It's called the True Rebel campaign. He lives with his parents, and he's very like stuck in stuck in his teenage kind of like rebellious phase. Okay. So he treats his parents like like they're his annoying roommates, and his parents treat him like he's their beloved son, who they like. You know, just like take care of like he's their son. Son, we're grabbing burgers for dinner if you're interested. Uh, I'm vegan, Walter. 
You had bacon for breakfast. Okay, Mr. Perfect. Want to really be a rebel? Get off your parents' couch. So that's the tagline at the end is "Want to really be a rebel? Get off your parents' couch." Sorry, I faded it there a little bit early. That was um, that's pretty funny. That makes me want to see more of these. Yeah, right. And so I have one more here. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. Good. Well, um, good. I'm glad I wanted to see more. <laughs> and this one, uh, Walter, the dad slash roommate, is who has this. <sighs> I don't know if you'll go with me here, but the dad Walter reminds me a little bit. Of the dead dad in Six Feet Under? Yeah. Um, what is that actor's name? Um, Richard something? It is Richard something. Yeah, yeah. The guy who, yeah. So he he's had a long he's had a long career. I think he might have passed away, actually. Um, and he, yeah, he does give off a little bit of that vibe. I'm looking for his name. I'm sorry that I um, distracted you by Googling this. I thought for sure he would pop up. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not Richard. Anyway, it was a very big cast. Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Yes. Okay. So uh, we have Richard Jenkins, and he's on the couch uh, with his <laughs> I mean, He's his just wife. an older man. He's with, just an older guy. Who's bald and with glasses. He's sitting on the couch with, uh, obviously, his wife, the mother of their son who lives with them. And they're just like sitting there uh, pleasantly together eating popcorn with kind of like not overly romantic, but clearly like having kind of a nice date night. When we agreed to be roommates, we said no romantic involvements. Son, your mother and I... My roommate wouldn't call me son. Apparently, we're not roommates. Not if you keep this up. Want to really be a rebel? Get off your parents' car insurance. It's an interesting... um, It's an interesting pitch. Yeah. They're and obviously I I, going for much younger people than this guy, but they're saying, like, don't be this don't guy. Look how this ugly this is yeah. during an era, you know, and I and I think, you know, this the state of the economy and capitalism writ large in this com- in this country in, in the 2020s is ridiculous. And so people are staying on their parents insurance yeah. longer. And this is a way of like shaming them off that, which is. You know, it's it's gentle. It's not making fun of it's not showing 20 somethings yeah. or even 30 somethings. That's who they're talking to. But that's who they're talking yeah. to. But by making fun of somebody else to kind of be a cautionary tale. Yeah. And I think I said earlier, that's really I, interesting. I misspoke and said, get off your parents couch. Obviously, they don't care what whose couch you're sleeping on. They care who's insuring your car. Yeah. I thought you said couch before, too. Anyway. No, I think it's car insurance. Because, yeah, like, why does Progressive care who you live with? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, and it looks like, are we down to just one more? Yes. And this one I do oh, want to talk about. I'm um, having this so is, much fun. Uh, this is the uh, Progressive. If we have Progressive, we got to have Geico. This is... Um, fair time rule. Fair time rule. So, Progress, or sorry, Geico uh, has done a number of ads, as have Progressive and others, uh, specifically aimed at uh, motorcycle riders. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is about a woman who kind of like her day job. She's, you know, just like a white collar worker, you know, mom, middle aged lady who lives in a lovely suburban home. Oh, yeah. That's but, a nice ranch. But I do like that ranch house. Um, my grandparents had a house like that mm. when I was growing up and I didn't really appreciate it for what it was. But then they sold it. And then like subsequently, I'm always like, God, yeah. that house, that would have been great. Um. It would have been exactly your your taste, not yeah. the furnishings, but like the style of the house. Uh, anyway, so Renee is this woman. So like daytime Renee is responsible and she's a mom and blah, blah, blah. But then she like puts on her like her leathers and her motor black motorcycle helmet 
and she gets on her motorcycle and she becomes like a totally more rebellious person. But I want you to think about whether the things she's doing are rebellious or simply rude. Okay. Well, I'm interested. I'm assuming that this is sort of played for laughs, is it not? Well, I'm not laughing. (laughs) Meet Renee, bank manager and mom of the year. But when she gets on her bike, she becomes Rebel Renee. Rebel Renee is the most outspoken member of her book club. Oh, I see. So she, we see her on her motorcycle at first, but now we're going to see a montage of her. And the first one, she's in a book club, but she's all still dressed in her yeah. leathers, as she, you said. She's in her like, she's in her biker persona at all of these subsequent non-biking activities. But it looks like she's see that it is played for life. So it looks like she's being kind of she's dominating the conversation though. Everybody else is like sort of sipping tea, maybe even sleepy time tea. And, and but she's like sort of leaning forward in the group and clearly she's like holding sort forth. of holding forth in a in a sort of aggressive way. Meet Renee, bank manager and mom of the year. But when she gets on her bike, she becomes Rebel Renee. Rebel Renee is the most outspoken member of her book club. And she didn't even read the book. It's rumored she once used her phone at trivia night. Cleveland! And she isn't above greasing some palms to get things done. And Revel Renee rides with Geico, because savings and great service are two things she'd never rebel against. Geico, savings and service for both your sides. When she greases some palms, we see her handing a little bit of cash over to uh, somebody at a carnival to get, like, the big you know stuffed prize yeah and he's got a real um carny vibe yeah. to him long hair and back with a mustache yeah so i'm fine if somebody wants to pay the carny for the stuffed bear prize mm-hmm. but cheating at trivia night yeah and it's not rebellious holding forth at your book at a book club where you didn't bother to read the book uh like this lady just sounds like a nightmare now here's one thing in renee's defense um I can't believe I'm defending Renee. I never thought I would be the one to defend Renee. Uh, But in the book club, it doesn't, at first, as she's like leaning forward and sort of gesticulating wildly, I thought everybody was going to be put off by this. But the other members of the book club, we see shots of them. They're like, oh, they seem to be enjoying it, really. And I think that woman was like pretty eye rolly. Oh, really? I thought they were kind of like making a, oh, that's a pretty good point look. Yeah, look. No, they're, they're wrapped. They're literally wrapped. She's I, this woman is nodding along. Watch. I guess so. That woman looks like a real beta. <laughs> I think the guy in the back's not having it. Uh, I think the guy in the back. Well, he's got his arms crossed. He looks yeah. like Michael. When you he cross looks like, your arms, that means you're skeptical. He looks, but he's also nodding. He looks like Michael Shabon nodding. What if it's a? He's nodding too, Genevieve. They're both nodding. Well, there are sheep. There are a couple of nodders. There are a couple of nodding sheep. <laughs> I'm not going to Renee's book club and she cannot be on my trivia team. And if I catch her using her phone at a trivia night where I'm attending, I'm going to call her out and I will definitely tattle on her. Got some videos to play for you here. I already admitted to you at the beginning of the show, Genevieve, you don't know what that they I, I grabbed these a couple of uh, days ago, and um, I already forgot what the first two are and, and why they why they grabbed my attention and why I decided it was something to isolate for this show in particular. But this first one is um, it would be amazing if any of these have to do with rebellion. By the way, uh, this is one. And by the way, you can find all of the videos that I upload. And again, these are digitized off of VHS tapes that I find around town. Uh, you can find us at after. 
after these messages podcast on YouTube. This first one is a Sprint Sense cash back commercial. I'm wondering if I thought this was worth talking about, Genevieve, just because you and I have been talking a lot about how complicated it was to make long distance phone calls in the 90s and like how everything like <laughs> the world revolved around trickeration uh, to save money on long distance yes. calls in the 90s. And it was and then- like how many how few pennies can you pay per minute of long distance phone calling. And I think maybe I put this one in here. It's all coming back to me now is like I never pay attention to cash back stuff. Like when I had my first oh, credit see, card, was, you, you're more in that world. And so maybe you always paid more attention to it. I do Rakuten. But, I have our cash back credit card. But this is from like 1995, I think. And I don't think I realized how much that cash back was already a kind of a yeah. thing all the way back then. And I think I was sort of like listening to this and just thinking like, what are you what are you talking about? Like, and it occurred to me that my most of my life I would hear stuff like this, and it just, I just, I didn't even try to understand it. Sprint Sense International gives you great rates to countries all over the world. What more could you want? How about some cash? Cash would be good. Yes, some cash back. Good point. Presenting Sprint Sense International with something new: cash back. Call now for these simply great rates on calls to countries all around the world. Plus, get rewarded with 10% cash back for every dollar you spend. For me, that would be at least $100 a year. So call now for just... So it lists all of these different countries, and it's got dollar values, it's or like, more like cent values like attached to each. It's like 50 to 75 each. cents per, uh, per country. So but like 50 cents to call Great Britain, 65 cents to call Taiwan, Japan, it or says, Taiwan. yeah. Um, but then and then he said, he, he, this seems to me, and again, this is probably just my own stupidity, but halfway through this commercial, I would believe that this was like a sketch where it's just going to get more and more sort of Byzantine as he talks. Um, but again, I, I, you're talking to a very simple man with simple tastes in his long distance plans. <laughs> Something new. Cash back. Call now for these simply great rates on calls to countries all around the world. Plus, get rewarded with 10% cash back for every dollar you spend. For me, that would be at least $100 a year. So call now She's for just 50 cents a, a minute to these countries in Europe, on long distance calling to these every countries year. in Asia, 70 cents to Japan, and now 10 cents a minute to Canada on weekends. Call now and we'll even switch it for free. What about domestic cards? You'll get cash <laughs> See what back. I mean? Like, does this sort of feel like this could be an SNL sketch yeah. and then people keep on asking more and more questions? Well, what if my grandpa calls me, but he's in Japan when he starts the call, but <laughs> on domestic calls too. And with Sprint Sense International, you'll get a great 10 cents a minute rate on every state to state call so call now cash back would be great good idea cash back it's one phrase that's understood around the world oh except for me i don't i don't understand it's simply great rates now and 10 percent cash back call now 1-800-293 like why not just lower your rates like what is the cash back i was just thinking about that um i guess the deal is and i think it's i mean the same reason that you have a card that incentivizes you to get cash back. You spend you. It's a psychological thing that gets you to spend more. Yeah, but with a credit card, you're not buying their product. You know, you're using your credit card to buy somebody else's product or True, service. True, but how do you think credit cards and then make the money? The card the gives mo- you cash back. The more it. money you spend on a credit card, the more they make in interest. If yeah, you don't pay off but, your balance. But my analogy here is like saying, let's forget about long distance. Let's say yeah. it's oranges. You buy. Two pounds of orange throughout the year. Sure. Every pound of oranges you get, you get ten percent cash back, and you're like, well, just lower the price of oranges. Yeah. Like, but it's a psychological thing. That's what exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Like, 
like you you think should I call my grandpa in Germany? Well, it's a ten percent discount if I do. I mean, I I see it with Rakuten all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I will sometimes be motivated to, uh, I'll be motivated to go to a a plate like go to go to an online retailer that uses Rakuten, so I'll get like two or three percent back. Um, and I think just in general, like it helps it it encourages people to spend more, and what they want people to do is spend more. Is, is call make more calls. Rakuten's a weird example too, though, because you're not engaging with them for any reason other than saving money. They're not a credit card, right? And they're not a store, or are they? No, they're not a store. Although they may be a store, but the way I engage with them, they're just it's just for this cashback app. But it's I'm sure that their deal is with the retailers who have like somehow paid Rakuten to off make this offer to me and to serve as a form of marketing to me like like for example if I buy something if I'm going to buy something on Amazon my app my Rakuten uh not app a plugin will like pop up in this on my screen and say hey did you know that this is available at Walmart and you get two percent cash back if you buy it there Right. So and I, I understand might, that, that I, but again, I have, like that's a business arrangement that they have with their suppliers. But you're using Rakuten specifically for cash back. That is different than me saying I have a service that I am selling you. It's yeah. called Walsh Phone Service. And I mean, I know I understand that they're both incentives, but one is something you're using specifically as nothing but a cash app cashback application as opposed in a credit card it's kind of like well you're going to be spending the money anyway we're the go between yes we could cut down our rates a little bit but we're going to give you cash back and and it's going to go directly onto your into your bank account or whatever but with sprint they're the ones who are selling you the actual service but can you not see the incentivizing quality of getting a hundred dollar check at the end of the year yeah no i understand that versus just saying oh it's 10 percent less than it would be other Otherwise. Right. Like it's a it's a no, I understand. It's a psychological, it's a psychological trick, thing. Yeah. Trick, but like it's great to get that check at the end of the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, I know that we are getting rather close. I don't know if you realize this, Genevieve. We're getting very close to Super Bowl time. Yeah. What big, are we the big like game. three weeks away? Probably because is, it, are we going to do the bullies again this year? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is the time when we do, you know, a lot of people are interested in commercials. It can be a little bit exhausting, I think, because we have so many, but yeah. we also see our listenership go up, I think, around Super Bowl time because people want to talk about and hear about those commercials. So that's that's fun. I'm glad people want to talk about commercials. I'm bringing all that up, first of all, just as a kind of mental reminder, because I think we're, we're going into championship weekend here, and then I think they take a week off, and then it's Super Bowl time, so we're getting really close. Um, but uh, having said all of that, I have a commercial here related to football and cat litter, and it's called Scoop Away Litter Halftime, and I don't know what's going to happen here. Great. We're spending the day at her house. Okay, this is one that I think is going to set you off for some reason. <laughs> Uh-oh. So we see it's about dog and cat politics. Exactly, and um, we see it's a rainy day outside. It says Scoop Away presents quote halftime as if we're watching like a, a a television show, and then we see in very like 1990s fisheye camera mode, uh, like kind of a droopy looking beagle dog, beagle esque dog, I think, um, laying on the floor, just sort of like really just melted into the floor and there's a cat sleeping next to the dog and I believe that it's the dog who is um, doing the voiceover and 
Oh, I know what's going on here. Is this a fun thing where I remember commercials and then we play them? I think the whole thing is like the cat is allowed to shit in the house and the right. dog has to go outside in the rain. You were already there before me, huh? <laughs> oh, great. We're spending the day at her house. Man, she's got the life. While we're doing our business in front of the whole world, old tuna breasts in her private box with a clean, fresh scoop away litter. Scoop away so state of the art it clumps where she wets. They scoop away the clump and bam, Pookie's box is fresh and clean. Me? Oh, I gotta hold it till halftime. <laughs> Great, I don't even have to go. Scoop away. At the, the end, he's in the rain and a car drives by and splashes a puddle on the dog and the dog doesn't even have to go to the bathroom anymore. It doesn't the, make me mad, but I mean, that dog seems like a real drip. Yeah, like a buzzkill yeah. sort of. I think it's interesting that they made the scenario that the dog and the dog's family are visiting yeah. the cat and the cat's family. Like, I, I would think that they, it was just like, it's a family with a dog and a cat. He right. could still be just as like pissy about it for yeah. lack of a better word um but yeah do you think that the dog knows a lot about the cat litter yeah right especially good. since it doesn't even happen in his house yeah he's like very focused how on does he this know like uh, like about the clumping and they don't even have to do this or that like how, do they talk about it a lot around the dog and that's why the dog we didn't knows? hear from the cat so i don't know or yeah maybe, or did the people tell the dog about how the litter works or did the cat tell the dog do you think it's like both sideism to want to hear the <laughs> cat I always want to hear from cats. Yeah, no, that is true. Um, All right. Do you want to hear or do you want to watch one more? Should we save it for next week and move on to voicemails? No, let's do one more. All right. uh, This one... Um, I think I included in here because it was a blast for the uh, a blast from the past that I actually remembered. Sort of, doesn't it seem like there was an era and it was potentially ushered in by um, the the video for No Rain? What was the um, band who did No Rain with the little bee in the the bee girl costume? Oh, uh, yeah. Boy, that's so funny that I can't think of who does No Rain. Boy, I mean, my brain is always kind of bad. Blind Melon. Oh, Blind Melon. I, I knew. I, I'm I disappointed to, in myself. I knew it was like that cadence, but I couldn't remember what what the band name was. You had Blind Melons. You had Smashing Pumpkins. Were yeah, there any other like melon related bands in the '90s? There was nothing with Cantaloupe, I don't think. There was a song called Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Wow, yeah. they were obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is a cantaloupe a kind of cantaloupe? No, I think it's a plant words. Okay. I think it was sort of a, uh, I think it was an electronic song, right? With some looping it. Was in like, it was like, do, do, It was jazz. It was, it was, Cantaloupe was definitely in, um, oh, it was in a, was it in The Player or was it in, um, it was in some movie that I liked. Oh, that's right. It was by Us Three. Um, and. Get Shorty. It feel it definitely feels like a get shorty. I can't believe I conflated get shorty and the player. As you know, Very we different. have something special down here at Birdland this evening. A recording for Blue Note Records. Oh, there it is. Oh, was it House of Style too? Maybe it was a House of Style theme. Yeah. I think it was. With um. But what is the play on words? I thought it was, see, this is spelled cantaloupe. And so, like, when, so this is like they're taking samples and looping samples. Oh, okay. Right? But is, is that Charlie Parker that's the horn there? Yeah, I definitely know the answer. I'm okay. I'm out of, I'm okay. I'm out over my skis here. Let's just, let's bring it back. Everybody, hey, listeners, come back. Come I back. Can, I can tell you it's not Roy Donk. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in the Colgate Comedy Hour. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so anyway, do you remember this series of commercials or this commercial campaign for Think Flowers, which I think was... Flowers. <laughs> it wasn't an industry thing like the Dairy Association. I think 1-800-THINK-FLOWERS was a specific flower service if you wanted to get flowers for somebody. How is it? Was that different from um, FTD, flowers? I think so, but it's probably a similar, like similar. thing. Yeah. yeah, why was there... Why was like flower delivery such an industry back then? It weirdly, I feel like, still is. Now, this is embarrassing just, to say, but I, I haven't gotten you get... flowers in a long time. But no, even, you haven't. I will get you some. I'm going to get you a flower so big it's going to make you puke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, even like when I would order flowers for you, if you order through their website, it usually takes you to another national Really? Website you don't just that call then, like, like Seattle Flowers and Seattle Flowers brings it to I you. think the deli- the delivery has something to do with it. I think that's sort of outsourced or something. I don't know. I'm sure we have people in the listening audience who know more about it than I do. But I feel like when I was ordering flowers from local places, it was still be- somehow being rooted or routed through um, through a more national service. It seems so and unnecessary. With the delivery and everything. I don't know. Um, but anyway, do you remember these I guess I could see it if like you're a lot of people are probably sending flowers people who are far away right like yeah it's true you know mom mom on mother's day or whatever yeah so then it kind of makes sense to have like a national network that's just like like triple a or something i mean you know? i guess but i don't understand like why that's house. any different if i'm ordering flowers for you and i'm in new hampshire and you're in seattle or i'm in seattle and you're in seattle that but think about matter. it back then it costs 50 or 60 cents a minute to call well, no. seattle. but genevieve you get cash back <laughs> You're not listening to anything I said. Somebody explain the economy of the National Clearinghouse for Flower Delivery. Anyway, this is for a service called 1-800-THINK-FLOWERS, I believe. And the spokesperson is a guy. This is such a 90s commercial. And it's a guy who I believe is sort of sarcastic and, again, dressed up in a bee outfit. That's why I brought up Blind Melon. Mm -hmm. But wasn't there just sort of like a... a, a, Were the 90s heavy on people dressed up as bees? Well, there was the Simpsons character. There was the Simpsons character, which I think that was probably... like Telemundo. Yes, but also, well, SNL had Talking Bees, but that was in the 70s, I guess. But the 90s were kind of heavy on 70s nostalgia. Um, in fact, I it's all coming back to me now. I think I put this on the list, and I was going to try to make the argument to you that we could potentially do a whole show based on commercials right. where human beings are dressed up as bees. I've already pitched that to you. You did pitch that to me. And where are you on that? I mean, is it a week that I don't have to produce the show? I'm all, I'm two thumbs up. <laughs> My name is Buzz, and I'm a bee. This. Sometimes people see me running around flowers in my hand. They say, oh, that's, that's a bee. Now, as a bee, I understand the flowers. A gift of flowers knocks on the heart and says, hello. A little love wants in. I always talk about flowers because I always think flowers. Flowers make people feel happy. Why don't you do it with me now, okay? Think flowers. See? You feel better already. What was it with the 90s and Dutch angles? Is that what you call that kind of like, camera like, work? Like canted yeah, angle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the dog and cat commercial was yeah, like that thing. too. I am upset at myself for saying that he was sarcastic. No, the thing there is he's, he's just—he's very earnest. Yeah. He's like kind of this pudgy guy who's just like handing out flowers to people in the park. He's sitting on a park bench talking to us. He's um, poking his head out between flowers and winking at us. But I—I I, I like Buzz. 
Yeah, I I'm in too. the buzz do you, business. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I said that they kind of remember. They have an appeal. It's a simple. It's a simple ad, but I like it. And I'm thinking about flowers. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Not much in the cupboard today. It's a as little bare, but uh, I did want to. Sh- I did want to share something that David shared on Facebook because it was news to me, and I'm shocked that it was news to me. Someone who not only loves television, not only loves police procedurals. But specifically loves Law and Order SVU. Oh, really? Yes, it's my favorite of the Law and Order. I didn't. I literally did not know that. Andrew, the victims of sexually based They're offenses special. are special. Yeah. Um, I did not know that Dean Winters uh was had a recurring had a not just a recurring but was a cast member for six seasons on Law and Order. Um, and was apparently like Munch's partner for for some number of seasons. His name was Brian Cassidy. Is Munch the woman with the long hair who uh, is often? That's, that's Richard Belzer. No, I mean the Munch is Richard Belzer, who is oh. he's one of these crazy. He has a crazy story as an actor because he played the same character in multiple TV shows, and I think on multiple networks. Like he played the same cop. I think he was maybe on Homicide Life on the Streets. Or, I I don't quote me on that. He anyway, Munch has an interest. Richard Belzer has an interesting story because he like he he carried this character from like show to show. What's the name of Dean Winter's character again? I think it was Brian Cassidy. I I closed the window that had it. Would you like to hear Dean Winter's talking about his character in yes. a, a season twelve on set interview with Screen Slam? Yeah, I would. Um, the premise of this episode is uh, basically uh, Pablo Schreiber's character, Lewis, comes back um, and represents himself in court. And it's really about Mariska uh, trying to deal with this monster. It's, it's like a, the guy's like a bad penny. You know, he just keeps on coming back. Um, and uh, so it, it's, it's this, most, most of the episode takes place in the, in, the, in the courtroom and it's very kind of jarring. Very, uh, very well written episode. Um, uh, and uh, and can I just jump in here and say, Dean Winters probably does not want to be doing this interview. Yeah, but he's <laughs> but he's doing his best. You know what I mean? He yeah. looks like he's he's a little mush mouthed. In fact, and it's I want very, to talk. It's not a very interesting interview. I was um, going to say we could cut all this out. No, no, no we'll leave it in here because I like the analysis. I like my analysis. This is why people tune in after these messages <laughs> so that I can Google on the fly Dean Winters interviews on the set of Law and Order SVU and then analyze them. Um, but I just sort of feel like this is he's not ten being, years old. He's not being like. You can just sort of tell that, like, he's probably exhausted and has other things to do. But I sort of feel like he's game here, and I appreciate that. He's also a looker, yeah, I've come man. Come back uh, um, from being banished. You know, now I'm in, in, in internal affairs, and so it's caught. Uh, so being an IA cop and then living with her, not being able to speak freely at home. You know, not you know, can't really talk about our days. You know, which is what you do as a couple. Uh, so that's it's it's, it's become um, uh, a, a very thorny. So his character was shipped. I guess they was he was shipped. I couldn't tell. I think uh, was he shipped with Mariska Hargitay? I'm not sure. I don't. I, I didn't like, know half I of the like words I he said. To be honest, didn't. With you. 
I feel like I've seen a million SVUs, and to be fair, there are a billion SVUs, mm-hmm. so even a million's not that many. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like there's a whole universe of SVU stuff that's happened that I was like not even remotely aware of. I'm gonna go watch some of these. Was it Law and Order, or what's the other one that has a million? The pre- procedural. Well, there's a bunch of them. There's CSI. I think. And there's it? NCIS. What was it that um, my colleague and at times boss in New Hampshire, like, I mean, 25 years ago, he oh, got a God. cease and desist notice from <laughs> it was, it was from, from one of the studios yes. or, or, or his cable provider or his internet provider were... or somebody because he was he was bit torrenting. I don't yes. know, did we have bit torrent? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was bit go- torrenting. Like the, it was the Law and Order. Law and Order, which is like I couldn't avoid Law and Order. That at was the what time. made us laugh so hard. Like of all the things to get, like because that was when they were kind of going after people hard for mm-hmm. like pirating stuff. And it's one thing to like pirate The Sopranos if you don't have HBO. Like I get mm-hmm. it, but if you back then people still had cable, mm-hmm. like there weren't cord cutters. Like you had to tell your DVR not, not to record. Yeah, a lot you of had the to order. work you hard had to opt out of to it to actively avoid not seeing a Law and Order, and he was stealing. And them. I, I mean, respect. I remember saying, <laughs> I remember laughing in his face. I was like, Law and Order, they're all over. He's like, Yeah, I like it. Me and the wife, I like, like it too. Like but it. like, like turn on your TV and spin the dial, and it will land on a Law and Order. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. He's a good guy. <laughs> Hope he's doing well, in fact, in all earnestness. Hope y'all are doing well as well. Um, sorry about the show today. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying that at the end of every show. Yeah. You were wonderful, Genevieve. I did my best to sync it as always, but we would love to hear from y'all. Have not um, heard your voices in a little bit, please. Yeah, we're very short on jingles. Call our voicemail line, 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. You can call. As Genevieve said, you can sing us a jingle if you want. You can also just talk. You can use your... You can use your inside voice. You can use your outside voice, frankly, um, even if you're inside. I, I don't care. I just want to hear your voice. So call us 607-444-5597. Um, you can email us or send us a voice memo uh, at our email address after these messages show at gmail.com. And again, you can check out the um, the commercials that I'm digitizing and uploading at uh, our YouTube page. Look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. Anything else? Not from me. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Oh, dip is he's once again back again with the caravan of Manchester from Pakistan. Rebel Renee is the most outspoken member of her book club. And she didn't even read the book. Oh, it's rumored she once used her phone at trivia night. Please, that's so loud. Please. I need to turn down your microphone Sorry. a little bit if we're making those. If we're making the, are you going to be making more more of this? Well, no, it makes yeah. me mad. <laughs> okay.